podcast about three Chicago college students and our love of one bean in particular. My name's Maddie. I'm Isabel. And my name is Carly. So today we are going to be talking about our recent travel experiences, our favorite travel memories, and then we're also going to be talking about uh, future places that we want to travel. And then after that, we're going to do a recipe game and we'll explain the rules for that later. But yeah, favorite travel places. Okay, to start out, should we talk about where we've been like last? What was the last kind of vacation you went to or? So Um, I think my last vacation, I went to San Francisco with my friend after graduation. It was just me and her and we stayed, I have like an aunt that um, has a condo out there. So we stayed there and it was really fun and we had like some really good food. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, is it super like hilly? Like aren't the hills it, like really like steep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very like pretty too. And also we went to this um, like national park that's like just a little bit outside of San Francisco called Muir Woods. It has like these huge redwood trees, which I found really interesting because also like since I'm a bio major, I was like really appreciating like how they work. And then my other <laughs> friend who's like really not bio was like not as into it, but it was fun. That is fun. Yeah. The last place I went to was I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina with my family. I don't really remember much about it. I just remember it was really fun and the beach was nice. I love the ocean. So it was really fun. Um, the last trip that I went on was like actually probably the largest trip I've been on. Um, I went to Europe, um, to visit my stepbrother and his wife and their small child, um, because they live in Scotland. So I went with my dad to Scotland, um, and we stayed there for like, I don't know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And then we went, we flew from Scotland to Paris and then we were in Paris for a week. And then we came back. So that was really fun. And like my first, I'd been, I, I went to Canada as a baby, so I don't remember it. Um, and I went to Mexico in sixth grade, but it was like a very um, like Americanized experience. Of like, we just like stayed in this like resort and like where everyone spoke right. English. And, um, yeah. So this was my first like truly international experience. It was That's really fun. fun. What was your, like, favorite part of the trip, or one of your favorite parts? I think it was, um, so in Scotland, um, they have this, they don't have mountains, well, they have, they have mountains, I'm using air quotes, um, because they're not very tall, um, so I climbed the tallest one in Scotland, it's called Ben Nevis, um, with my stepbrother's wife, and it's, like, I like I don't do hiking but <laughs> it's not very tall so it worked out but it was really cool because then it, it was just like at the end I could be like hey like I climbed the to the tallest peak in Scotland yeah it was really cool it was cool yeah yeah my favorite trip that I've been on was in 2017 um me and my uh family and I usually travel with like my entire family so like there's 12 of us all together. So I go with like my grandparents and then my family and then my cousin's family as well. And we all went to Aruba and that was really fun. Um, Yeah, it was like so pretty there. There was like lots of opportunities for snorkeling and I had never really gotten to do that before and I loved it. It was so fun. The fish were like so colorful. I've always kind of wanted to scuba dive. So this was like really close to scuba diving. So it was really fun. That's what, like, one of my life goals is to learn to scuba dive and do it Same. at some point. Hopefully, like, in the next, like, few years, like, because I also would like to, like, go to the Great Barrier Reef before it's Same. just, like, all dead. Yeah. Like, sad thought, but, like, but... yeah. Yeah. My, it's, like, like, my um dad is, like, really into marine bio, and he was, like, he, like, worked at a fish store, like, a long time ago when he was younger. And so he's also been to like the Florida Keys a lot because my grandparents have a house there. And so like we've been there for a while then too. But he's also talked about how like the reef there, you can like tell the difference even in like the 20 years 
like it's like so much different there's like so many fewer fish like reef life now which is sad that is sad yeah my like childhood like thing like if you asked me when I was a kid where I wanted to go in the world it was like scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef I've always like loved fish and wanted to do that yeah um my school um had like a vocational part of it um and one of the classes that they offered was marine bio so like they have like these huge like tanks full of like fish and basically like the class consists of like you learn about all the fish and starfish and I don't know they don't just have fish yeah. they have like other sea animals too but I didn't take that yeah. class I don't know That's cool. oh, That's so fun. yeah and they like take care of them and then I think they do at least it's maybe it's once every two years they go on a trip to Florida and I think they go to the Florida Keys and then see the fish there yeah my school had a marine bio class that too. That's what I we did that in like fifth grade science. My teacher was the teacher that teaches the marine bio class, so we did like a little unit on it. And like every time I like I have the one phrase, it's like zooxanthellae um, bacteria or like maybe not bacteria, algae. They're algae, and they're photosynthetic and they live in the coral. Okay, hello again. We had some technical difficulties, some Wi-Fi issues, but we're back. Okay, Ooh. so we, we are going to talk about now like how we plan trips. Yeah, so yeah, how do you guys do that? Um, I am super into planning my life, but also trips because I feel like trips, because like you're operating within this confined period of time, like, oh, I'm going on a trip for like a week or something. In order to sort of like make the most of it, I really enjoy planning things out, perhaps like buying things in advance, like tickets to things. Like I went to, um, when I went to Paris, as I previously mentioned over the summer, um, we like went to the Louvre and we bought our tickets like a couple days before. And when we like showed up to go in, like at the time that we had bought the tickets for, they were like, we are sold out. Like, unless you've pre-bought a ticket, which we did, like, we're not letting anyone in because we're at capacity. And then I was like, woo, thank goodness. That would have been rough. Um, so, yeah. I would say um, like, when I, or whenever I plan trips, it's like, I let my family deal with it. Cause like, they're very <laughs> good planners and also, like, we go with a lot of people usually because, like, almost always it's, like, all 12 of us going someplace, which is a lot of people when you're trying to travel. So I usually just, like, let the adults handle it because, like, oh, I guess technically I'm an adult now, but usually I let the older <laughs> adults handle it. <laughs> um, they're pretty, like, good at planning, though, so I never have to worry about, like, nothing being planned. So there's always usually something planned out. But, yeah, I usually just, like, pack the day before. Don't really stress about planning too much. I feel like I'm like an in-between. I'm kind of like, I like to like think of ideas of what to do, but I don't like plan out like what days I'm going to do. I don't like get tickets ahead. And then I also feel like sometimes when I'm like in a new place initially, I'm a little like overwhelmed. I like, I think especially if it's like abroad or something and they're like speaking a different language, I like definitely get like overwhelmed and being like a new place, like jet lagged or whatever's happening. So like, it's kind of nicer to like for me. To like have ideas of what to do but like not like a set plan and not feel like I'm like behind if I don't do want to do something but also I also like just like walking around a lot like mm -hmm. with people and just like seeing what happens and like what restaurants look good and interesting and that kind yeah. of thing. yeah I, I think like my least favorite part of trips are the moments where it's like okay like now we need to decide where we're going for dinner or like we need to make a plan for what to do tomorrow just because it stresses me out because I'm like oh no like we have to pick something good um and also decisions in general are difficult for me um <laughs> so I think like that's why I prefer planning beforehand because then the like unfun part of the trip is done before the trip starts right but also like a level of spontaneity is good because things don't always go to according to plan yeah yeah usually like for our trips usually like 
um, we'll all like get together in the morning and be like, okay, so what are we going to do today? And I remember as a kid, this, that was always really frustrating to me because I'm like, I just want to go do it. I don't have to plan. Like, let's just go to the beach or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also, I also think- like sometimes like, or when you're like traveling or like in a different place, like with like San Francisco, when I was in the condo, like it's also nice sometimes to not have to like go and eat out every single meal. And so I like also like going like, or like with my family, sometimes we like get Airbnbs instead of hotels. And that way we can like have a kitchen or like use stuff like that. And so we like go to the grocery store, we like get some like good food and kind of like play it by ear a little bit more. If we don't feel like always like eating at a restaurant and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that like lowers the, I guess, maybe stressful energy is the wrong term for it. But like, you get to kind of relax into the trip more. And also, I feel like it's more like going to the grocery store, for example, if it's an unfamiliar place to you, that's a way of getting to know the place and experiencing the new place without having to like go to a museum or visit like a monument or a beautiful scene of nature um and it's like more low stakes also you're like less likely to like fall into like a tourist trap if you go to like a grocery store yeah I remember like um whenever I went to Aruba the grocery store was like a really interesting experience because I think they have like four national languages um so like everything in the grocery store was in like four different languages it was pretty cool and then also like everything was in like kilograms instead of pounds so it was like right. very interesting. It is really cool. Like I remember going to like grocery stores in Scotland and also they had like food that I was like, wow, this is great food. I'm gonna remember like the name of this and then come back to the US and like eat it. And then I couldn't find it in the US. <laughs> it wasn't really wrong. Even like protein bars. <laughs> yes, my protein bars. <laughs> Thankfully I have found them. But it took a while. And also like my um then my uh stepbrother and his wife so they came back to the u.s for christmas and their christmas present to me was those protein bars <laughs> that i learned <like. laughs> um is there anything you guys don't like about travel or like what's what could be bad about travel i think like crowds are not always super fun um especially like touristy things like going like for example when I went to Paris I was like yes Paris I'm gonna be basic and do the touristy things because I feel like that's part of the like at this point that's what Paris is it's (laughs) um but like it was kind of stressful because you're like surrounded by like people all the time and like everything costs so much money (laughs) um and then I don't know. It doesn't feel like a genuine experience. Yeah. Sometimes I think the traveling part is not always as fun. Like, I don't know, like if it's like a long car ride, it just gets boring after a while. Like a lot of times when we'll like drive to the beach for the, for like week in the summer, we'll just drive there. And I live in Indiana. So it's like a six, 16 hour drive just to get to the beach. And me and my siblings like, are ending up fighting by the end of it and it's just I get very tired of traveling yeah I I much prefer to fly um because it's so much faster than driving um but also like so in high school I did speech and debate and because our team was like larger it didn't make sense to fly everybody like driving just like costs less and so Mm -hmm. we for example, we'd go to nationals and we drove from Iowa to Salt Lake City, Utah, which was like 18 hours. Or like the next year we drove to Birmingham um, and we drove to Texas and it's just like so long. It was yeah. a lot. At least yeah. it was a charter bus. So like there was Wi-Fi, there were outlets, but we were all sleeping on the floor by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. I remember... Um when I, me and my family went to Yellowstone um, and we drove all the way there and it was like three days of like 12 hours of driving mm-hmm. or more. And I think one thing that made it okay was that like my uncle, he like knew somebody and then he like rented an RV for them for like a good price. So they had an RV 
And so we got to like go over and ride in the RV sometimes, which was a lot nicer than riding in our van. So it didn't make it, it wasn't that bad, I guess. And plus we like stopped at a few places along the way. Like we went and stopped at Mount Rushmore, which made it easier. And I think we also saw like Devil's Tower in South Dakota, I think. Yeah, so that made it better. I find that my family also just like always fights like the night before we go on the trip. Like it's always like packing mayhem. People like Mm -hmm. my dad and like mom are like stressed out. Like there's just a lot of like tensions and like (laughs) a lot of anxiety. Um, And then it's always like they're like I have like multiple occasions where it's like we're not going on the trip anyway. Like it's not happening. And then it's like, it ends up happening. Like we then like it happens like the next morning, then we're like up early, ready to go or whatever. But it's just always like feels a little dramatic. Yeah. I feel like it's like that for me too, especially if we're going like camping. Like if we are like packing stuff for camping, it's just like craziness. Cause I feel like with camping, you have to pack so much stuff too. You do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we used to go, like, skiing. It'd be like that, too. Especially, like, when we were younger, because, like, we couldn't really, like, pack our own stuff or whatever. But, like, you need so much stuff for skiing, too. Like, you need, like, all the kind of, like, warm gear and whatever. And we couldn't really, like, keep track of it as children. So, just my parents. <laughs> very stressed out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that trips are, like, meant to be like relaxing or like a break from the stress of everyday life but before you can get there you need like an extra (laughs) layer of stress yeah yeah and I feel like also yeah sometimes like getting back is also not fun too because you have to like unpack everything and then you have like a lot of laundry to do and it's just like the world comes crashing back and you're like I'm not on vacation anymore (laughs) yeah yeah I also find, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I feel like usually when I go on trips, it's during the summer. Uh, Like, I don't often go on trips to, like, during, like, winter break or, like, spring break. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then it's, like, when I get back, it's the summer. So it's kind of vacation anyway. Yeah, same. Um, (laughs) Which helps, like, it's, like, a nice easing back into the world. Right. I'm just gonna say like by the end of trips sometimes I'm also like just sick of the people I'm with. <laughs> like <laughs> again like this trip to San Francisco like I love my friends and like we like love each other or whatever and we like both though agree like have talked about how we were like getting on each other's nerves like so much by the end of that like trip because it was also it was just the two of us like so we'd be like eating like every single meal together and like we were like also like sharing a bed like it was like a lot of like time with just one person. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a lot. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I, I feel like the larger a group is, like the easier it is to mm-hmm. like diffuse people's energies on yeah. one another. <laughs> like I would go, so when I was in high school, I would go like to nationals for speech and debate every year. And it's like a week of like you in, a bunch of teenagers on your team um and like I like honestly I was surprised at how like well it went because we'd have like one adult and then it's like 20 teenagers although we were all like nerds because it's <laughs> and debate um but I think it's because like you always could sort of like take a break if you needed to from mm-hmm. like some people because there was you know like 15 like, of us so you could yeah. just well, cycle perfect. in and out <laughs> Yeah, I remember like one time for I'm in this was in this thing called FFA in high school, which is basically like an agriculture like and then with like they do competitions and stuff. And so I remember I was doing this competition called like agriculture communications. And we had like a project to present and stuff. And uh, there was like three other people in my group and they're like my best friends and everything but I remember by the end of it like end of the week we were so like tired of each other like we were just ready for it to be over (laughs) but like everything worked out in the end like once we got back we were like fine yeah (laughs) that's why I also just like need alone time sometimes like I need to like I like had to tell this to my friends like I need like time to like listen to a podcast and just not be talking to people this is what I was also worried about like college I was worried that I would have to be like on all the time 
which thank god like i didn't have to be like socializing or like talking and like around people all the time yeah i agree like i i did notice probably like a month into college that like i would get exhausted you know like by the end of the day or like by the end of the week and i just like at the, like on a friday night i did not want to go out and see more people like at a party <laughs> i just wanted to like quietly sit in my room <laughs> and, like watch netflix you know um and i feel like that transfers to traveling cuz also like when you take trips so much of it is just like go 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 like get yeah, on the yeah. plane or in the car like now that we're here we you know like we we need to do these like three activities in a day um but sometimes it's good to just like like stay in your hotel room or like your airbnb or wherever for like a yeah. day and just like chill and then maybe go to the grocery store yeah I think also just like sitting in like a cafe for like you don't have to be there for like 15 minutes you can actually like enjoy it and like sit and chat or like do whatever that's why I love coffee shops (laughs) (laughs) me too that's what I I went to sorry go ahead I was just gonna say like I feel like coffee shops are a really good way, uh, like grocery stores, to kind of like get to know the place because lo- local coffee shops usually are very like, I don't know, specific to their mm-hmm. location or like they'll have like a certain vibe. So you can just like sit, you could like watch people come in and out, like eat some probably good food or like drink good coffee. Cause I don't know, like, I don't know, I feel like the level of quality in local coffee shops is just it's usually like pretty high. I think, I mean, depending on probably where you are, but definitely like, that's what, when I went to like Paris a few years ago with my mom and we like got in really in the early, like early in the morning. Um, and so, and we were also like renting an Airbnb. So like we weren't like, we couldn't just like drop off our stuff anywhere because we had to like wait until it was like 9 a.m. to like meet the person and actually go into the apartment so we just like sat at a coffee shop for like three hours and it was so nice because we like got to like watch like the little like Parisian people like get their coffee and like walk their kids to school <laughs> just kind of like a nice like people watching experience and kind of like nice also like slow way to kind of immerse or like be in a different place mm-hmm. so yeah I do think like the experience of going abroad and then like traveling to places in the US can be like super different. Like I I think I've been to a fair amount of places in the US. Like I've been to a good amount of national parks and stuff. And so after a while I was like, ah yes, I know how to travel. Like I'm so like, you know, cultured. I've been to like all of these states. Um, but like like when I went to Paris, I was just like really stressed out a lot of the time because of the language barrier, which I didn't think yeah. would be an issue because Paris is such like a touristy city. Like clearly there's going to be a ton of like Americans there or people from other countries who don't speak any French, but it's just so stressful because everyone speaks French and like all the waiters speak French and like everyone who works at like the Uber drivers all speak French and it's just like, it was a very stressful experience for me knowing no French. Yeah, I feel like that would be stressful. I just find it really overwhelming. Like being in a place that like you can't, yeah. it's just like so much harder or like that much harder to understand everything. And like ha- like needing to put like that extra energy. Like I think also just like adjusting to it. Cause I feel like especially like the first like day or two, like just takes, like, I just like, I think especially like I remember being like this trip to Paris and it was also like a little jet lagged and everything. I just remember being like, ah, like what is going on? Like there's so many people like talking at me or like around and I just don't understand. Yeah. I was, I like didn't even think about the language barrier really at all. Cause I think like I assumed it was so touristy that like it wasn't going to matter. And like it doesn't, to an extent it doesn't matter because like everyone there speaks English too. so it's fine (laughs) once they figure out that you can't speak French it's okay um but like it it was like really jarring to just like you're walking down the street and like you can't understand anything anyone's saying or like in a restaurant like a waiter comes up to you and starts like speaking at you in French and you're like ah I don't speak French it's just 
Yeah. And it also like, like really depends French on like to go back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's also so cool like how fast you pick up things. Like I mean like you're obviously not like speaking fluent French at, like at the end of education, but like you pick up words and it's kind of like fun. I feel like I cannot relate to that. <laughs> Maybe you pick up words. You're great at language. <laughs> so guys, what like place have you not been that you want to go in the future? Or like dream vacations? I want to go to South Korea because K-pop first of all, but also um, my brother's adopted from Korea and he does not want to go to South Korea, which, like, I respect his decision. But also, I grew up expecting that at some point in my life, I would get to go to South Korea. Because, like, he would want to go, and then my parents would be like, like, okay, we can go visit, like, where you were born, and that kind of thing. He has shown no interest in that so far. But I would still really like to go, because, like, because he's from Korea, I, like, I know a decent amount about, like, Korean culture. I've eaten, like, Korean food. Know things about, I don't know, Korea generally. Um, so I think it would be fun to, you know, go there. Also, like, a place that's not, like, in the Western world. Would yeah. Be cool. mm-hmm. I have like- a second cousin who went to Chicago who's living in Korea right now. That could be you. <gasps> <laughs> Just saying. I just need to learn Korean. <laughs> yeah. My dream vacation, I kind of already mentioned it earlier, but, like, going to Australia and scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef has always been, like, my dream since I was a kid. But also, I kind of just, like, I think another one that would be really fun that I want to go is just, like, like take a tour of, like, the all the European countries, especially, like, I think Italy would be really cool to go to, or, like, Spain. That would be really fun. Yeah. Also, like, the Europe. The European countries are so old. Also, Asian countries are so old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, it, yeah. I feel like there's so much history, and it's just crazy. I think they also just feel so old to us, because, like, the U.S. So <laughs> country is not that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to go to Italy, because my parents went on their honeymoon, and they always, like, taught me how great it was, and it was, like, the best place. And, like, my dad was, like talking about like he's a he used to be a history teacher so he like was really interested in all the history and stuff I think that would be really cool to go and see yeah that's also like it is like in terms of how old things are like there's just so much history which is actually like much so much like more fascinating and like I think also what's interesting is like it's just like history built upon history upon history like um I went to Rome with a like class um like a few years ago and we like went to this one place that it's like an old temple like roman temple and then there's like a church built literally on top of it like you go down into the basement and you can see like the old temple parts like in the like ground or whatever and then literally like as the foundation of this like modern day church so it's just like crazy that kind of like layering of history Oh, that's so and there's, there's like, I don't know, like, okay, for example, when I went to Paris, there, what is it? I think it's called the Sacred Heart Basilica, maybe? It's like this Catholic church, and it was built on, like, the highest point in Paris so that you can, like, see the whole city. But, like, I don't know. I feel like going there was so special and so cool because, like, I don't know. You, you get the feeling that, like, big things have happened there and like so many people from so many different times so many different places have like you know been there and like I don't know it was super yeah. cool it is cool but also it was kind of ruined because there were a bunch of tourists walking around <laughs> and like they have rules on the outside of the church being like like be respectful like don't talk like I think you're supposed to wear relatively conservative clothing you know like you're supposed to be like respectful generally but then you go inside and it's a bunch of people like taking flash photos and like chatting and it's yeah I understand that they can't regulate it really because how would you do that but 
I don't know. That was kind of frustrating. I think that was also it was kind of interesting. Like obviously, Notre Dame is burned down now, which is very sad. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like it was a huge tourist place, but it also had like live services and like like Christmas service or whatever. Like it was still like a functioning church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was definitely like obviously very huge touristy. Yeah, but yeah, I don't really know what my dream vacation is. I feel like I, if, if like anyone wants to give me the option to travel, like I can go to so many places and like yeah, same. be very happy with that. Yeah, I kind of want to like to go to all the continents, except maybe Antarctica. I haven't ruled it out yet, I but I want to go to Antarctica. I think that'd be pretty cool. I feel like it would. Like just to like feel how cold it is, and then I can like get back on the plane. Like yeah, like as long as like I'm not there, like a day or two. Yeah, maybe. but that's exactly. it. <laughs> I feel like it would be a really cool experience, though, to just, like, it's, like, basically a desert with snow, you know? I think it would be really cool to experience, but for a very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. First, you can go to Canada, and then we can, and you can just, like, slowly work your way north, and then eventually, <laughs> wait, is Antarctica in the north? Or is oh, it in the south? No, it's in the south. Okay, never mind. First, you go to Mexico. Then you just like continue going down. Start walking. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you get to like the tip of Chile, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be and really. And there's cool. just water though, so you can't like walk to Antarctica. Yeah. And I feel like you... the difference between Antarctica and like the tip of South America is gonna be a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I also want to go to Argentina. I think that would be cool to, like, go to Patagonia and stuff. It's very mm. pretty there. Yeah. And Peru. I want to, like, go see, like, like the Inca ruins and stuff would be really yeah. cool to see, too. I really want to go, or, like, for a really long time, I wanted to go to Colombia, like, Bogota. Because um, I also, like, I had this phase when I was, like, really into, I, like, read, like, 100 Years of Solitude, and I had to, like, do, like, a presentation on... Um, Gabriel or Gabriel Garcia Marquez for Spanish, and then I also like wrote like a paper in history about like some movement in Colombia. But it would be really cool, and the coffee is really good. Really nice. (laughs) Also, the Amazon is such a cool place, and I would like to go to the Amazon at some point in my life. Yeah, I would like to go there, but also it's kind of scary because I feel like all the animals. A little bit scary. I feel like Australia is also like that, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Still be fun, though. I feel like it'd be super cool to go to the Galapagos Islands. Um, I've heard that they're not that, like... Wait, really? They're cool, but they're not, like... There's not, like, that many animals on them. Other than, like, the, like, big um, tortoises and, like, the finches. Like, I think they're, like, I mean, they're obviously, like, very historical. Like, yeah. At least this is what, like, my bio teacher in, like, high school, I think, said that they're not, like, they're not, like, in terms of, if you want to see, like, some really cool, like, evolutionary animals, there are other places that are kind of, like, have cooler things. But it's just kind of where he kind of, like, one of the most famous examples. Like yeah, evolution. They're also, I think, really hard to like get on. Yes, because I think it's not just like it's like you obviously have to like take a boat or a plane or something, but they also only allow like a certain amount of people on at a time because they're really trying to like conserve it. And so you have to like get like booked in advance, like like really far in advance, and there's like a long waiting time. Sorry, I didn't mean to like crush some dreams, but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'll just have to settle for South Korea. Oh, so sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally missing out. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Do we want to transition into our next segment? Yeah. yeah. Um. So what we're gonna do now is. We're going to play this game called, like, I think it's, like, the recipe game. I don't know if it has a specific name, but, like, um, basically what we're going to do is we each have picked some recipes in advance that the other people don't know what they are, and we're going to read out the ingredients and see if we can guess 
what the recipe is supposed to make. And if you want, you guys can, whoever's listening can like play along with us, see if they can figure it out before us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who wants to go first? Uh, I can start. Okay. Um, okay, so um, I'm, okay. This one is a recipe for something that's not a meal. It's just like a food item. Okay. So first I'll just read you the ingredients and see if you can. Yes. Okay. Um, so three quarts of fresh strawberries cold, um, half a teaspoon of butter, seven cups of sugar, and 11.75 ounce package of regular powdered fruit pectin. Can we guess? Yeah. Strawberry jam? I'm basically, yes. Yes. Jelly? Oh, strawberry oh jam. Gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did not know the answer to that. I was like thinking something very strawberry, but I was like in my head, I had dessert. So, like, yeah. Well, the question is really, what is fruit pectin? Yeah, I was about to ask that. What even is that? <laughs> yeah, it's we know. whatever makes it, like, jelly-y. Jello-y. That's what my dad's, Isn't like, that... made, like, jam before or whatever. And I think that's the only reason I probably know. All right, I guess I can go next. So, okay. Where is the ingredients? Okay. Um, 12 large eggs a third a cup of mayonnaise, one tablespoon yellow mustard, one teaspoon apple cider vinegar, salt, pepper, garlic powder, and paprika. Is this like, like dip or something? No, not dip. Like egg salad? No. Do you cook the eggs or are they raw? Well, they must be cooked, right? No. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I know? I know the answer. Okay, you, they're raw. Well, no. You, they're raw? No, they're not raw. You cook them. <laughs> okay. so like, wow. You can't eat raw eggs. <laughs> I was confused. Sorry. Um, okay. okay. I'm just imagining, like, an omelet? Nope. Do you want me to read the ingredients? An egg casserole. No. What is something with egg in it? Yeah. It has 12 large eggs, a third a cup mayonnaise, one tablespoon yellow mustard, one teaspoon apple cider vinegar, salt, pepper, garlic, and paprika. You guys need a hint? Yes, please. Okay, so you boil the eggs. Oh, deviled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, that was a good one. I don't know if I've ever had deviled eggs. Oh, you out. They're so good. Oh my gosh. What the heck, guys? I have them all the time. <laughs> I love them so much. They're like every like big dinner that like it's like if you have like a potluck around here at least, mm -hmm. somebody brings deviled eggs, <laughs> it seems like. I feel like in my head I just think of deviled eggs as like a fancy food. And I don't know why. Like, that you'd have at, like, weddings or, like, a fancy dinner party. Yeah, they're really good, though. My, like, grandparents would make them a lot for us for dinner. And then I would always eat all of them before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had one. I'm not, like, a big fan of, like, boiled eggs. So I think that's why I've never had them. I just don't like the yolk. Like, if you give me, like, a hard-boiled egg, I would prefer to just eat eat Same. the like white part and then not that's, have the yolk. yeah that's why I like deviled eggs so much because it makes the yolk taste good because before I don't like the yolk so that's why I like deviled eggs interesting yeah. all right should we do mine yeah yeah okay 12 table 12 tablespoons unsalted butter at room temperature one and a half cups of sugar three extra large eggs one and half a teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, eight ounces of sour cream, a quarter cup of milk, two and a half cups of flour, 
two teaspoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon of baking soda, half a teaspoon of salt, and two pints of fresh blueberries. This what? is something I think I'm going to make this weekend. This is my gosh. It seems desserty, but also what would you put sour cream with, with dessert? <laughs> I know. And blueberries? Like, what's a blueberry-specific dessert? I don't know. Are there other flavors of this, or is it only blueberries? Yeah, there are other flavors. I mean, kind of. Like, is it like a pastry? Well, yes, it's like a pastry. Ooh. So there are like other flavors. I was tempted to say macarons, but I don't. Think they're like more simple than like macarons. Pastry is it a pie? It's not a pie, right? Or not really. It's not like like a puff pastry or anything like that. It's just more okay. like I, I actually don't even know if it's technically a pastry. Okay, is it a cake? Of some is it pie? like a pudding or something? It's not a pudding. It's not a cake. I have never put sour cream in a dessert. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> should I give you a hint? Or, like, should I read, like, the directions? Yeah, read the directions. Uh, the directions, like, the first, like, the second line of the directions, you'll, like, you get it. Okay, well, then Wait. maybe don't read that part of the directions. Okay, I'll read just give us a hint. Or, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that might make you get it, too. I don't know. If I give you you could give us a hint. That's not the direction. Um... Okay. You might find these in like a bakery or like a coffee shop. Wait. A scone. Scone. I was about it's to say in that. that vein. It's not a scone. Oh, okay. Blueberry scones. Um biscotti. It's also something you might eat for breakfast, like Ah. Uh, it's not oatmeal. There's no oats. Um, like blueberry cream cheese or something? No, there's no cream cheese in there. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do I eat for breakfast? Like, I feel parfait. The sour cream. The sour like, cream, though. What is that there for? Ignore the sour cream. It's supposed to, like, I think, deepen the flavor. Okay. okay. So there was, like, sugar, flour, blueberry, butter. butter. There was a lot of butter, I think. There's, like, 12 tapes. A blueberry muffin? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my I gosh. was so the sour cream <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> I feel like that like should have been easier. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, yeah. expecting you guys to get that earlier. <laughs> I thought like blueberries, like what else would you make with blueberries? I guess yeah, you, like, I don't know. you had some good thoughts. I guess I just I think, think the... when I think blueberries in a like a recipe, I would think muffins first. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the sour cream that threw me off. I've never like heard of sour cream no. being in a muffin. Yeah, same actually. Is that like a normal thing? I don't um, know. I don't know. Well, this is like technically like coffee cake, blueberry muffin, but I don't know how, where the coffee cake is. That's what it says in the lot. Like maybe I just, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't like made coffee cake in like a really long time. Maybe that's what is it? The, like what the sour cream is. Yeah, yeah. Because coffee cake isn't it like dense and like heavy? That's what um, I imagine. I so maybe. I like I made coffee cake once and then I could never eat it like again because I feel like I, it was also such like a like laborious process and it like took so long that I'm just like I can't eat coffee cake. <laughs> you could buy coffee cake. That's true. Then I just it just ruined coffee cake. The flavor of coffee <laughs> cake for me. Although maybe I would like it now. I haven't. It was a really long time ago. I never had coffee cake for the longest time because I thought it was coffee flavored and I don't like coffee. <laughs> but then I, I mean, noticed it wasn't. Is it not? No, it's like what is it to eat like? with coffee, right? Or is Wait, it actually? So? Yeah, I don't think it's coffee flavored. <laughs> yeah, I had the same reaction <laughs> a few years ago when I was like, what? It's not coffee flavored? <laughs> How did I? I've eaten coffee cake. Have I just assumed this whole time that it like, tastes like coffee? Because it doesn't. Yeah, it's very <laughs> sweet. Wow, like this is crazy. <laughs> Maybe I just assumed that like the cake flavor like diluted the coffee, so that's why it didn't taste like coffee, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like has brown on it, right? Yeah, you sometimes you make like you put stuff on the top usually, don't you? Yeah, or you have like a swirl in the middle. Have you guys ever had coffee cake with like 
It's like a cinnamon swirl, I think. I don't know. I don't know that much about coffee. (laughs) I haven't had very much coffee cake either. Yeah. So do we want to do another round? Do we all have two recipes? Um, Yes, we can do another round. I have another recipe. Awesome. Okay. This one may be harder, so I can give you levels of hints if necessary. Okay. Okay. So two large eggs three quarters of a cup of milk, one half a cup of water, one cup of flour, three tablespoons of melted butter. Hmm. Some sort of like pasta? No. Can you say them again? Two large eggs, three quarters a cup of milk, half a cup of water, one cup of flour and three tablespoons of melted butter. Is it like a bread or like biscuity kind of thing? Um, you're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Is it a bagel? <laughs> <laughs> it is not a bagel. I thought about <laughs> doing bagel. <laughs> um, hmm. A waffle. Uh, what a waffle. Closer. Pancake. Pancake. Closer. A crepe. Oh. Yeah. That's Wait, really? Oh my gosh. I can't believe yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> How French. <laughs> I truly, I'm on the, yeah, basically, yeah, didn't even have to give you guys hints, that was so good, yeah, okay, so here's my next recipe, this also might be a little harder, we'll have to see, okay, three egg whites, fourth a cup white sugar, one and two-thirds cup confectioner sugar, one cup finely ground almonds, is it like a meringue? No. Is it a macaron? Yes. <laughs> you got it. I know yes. you said it earlier. I was like, oh no, she's going to like guess it right away. <laughs> I was worried it would be too hard. So that's good that you got it. Okay. I, I have, think, sorry. Yeah. Mine is just like, I don't think it's just kind of random. It's just what I had for dinner. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. I feel like it's not really, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. Actually, I don't know, because I feel like the ingredients are basically the name of it. It's not like a... Well, then maybe we'll guess it easily. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, let me see. I'm trying to find out. Oh, I could also just make up one. There's, I have a recipe book in front of me. <laughs> I can just, yeah, like, point that's true. Like one. <laughs> you yeah. can turn to any page. Just, like, turn to yeah. a random page. Okay. Here we go. Flour. Oh, wait, should I say how much flour? I guess I should. A cup and a half of flour, a pound of strained ricotta cheese, a pinch of salt, a pinch of freshly grated nutmeg, one egg lightly beaten, and this is like also part of it, but like a different part of it, two pints of cherry tomatoes, a quarter cup of olive oil, a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of dried oregano, a pinch of crushed red pepper flakes, and half a bunch of fresh basil. Is that all? You make me think of margarita pizza. Like mozzarella basil tomato. Um, it is not pizza, but it's similar. All I can think is like pizza in my head. <laughs> Where do you think of like lasagna? It's not lasagna, but also closer. Um, uh, pasta? Is there a pasta in there? Ravioli. It's a type of pasta. Yes. A type of pasta. Is it ravioli? Nope. Hmm. But similar or um, close? I'm, I'm just going to start naming types of pasta. Spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti. <laughs> it's yeah. not spaghetti. 
linguine is that a kind of pasta that is <laughs> that's not bad thank you um penne nope was that like flour Do you want yes okay it's like closer to like a ravioli like it's like do you want more of a hint yeah <laughs> it's like a pasta with something inside like oh but not ravioli um, but not ravioli it's like stuffed pasta i don't know <laughs> i can't there's think a type more. of pasta with stuff inside they're like multiple i can think of like other ones <laughs> maybe i just don't know the name what maybe i'm just like a pasta <laughs> person <laughs> i that is like i do love is it pasta, like but. Rigatoni a pasta, but that's not stuff, right? Rigatoni is a pasta, but uh, yeah, okay. that's not stuff. Oh, I don't know. Should I just tell you guys? What's like the first letter? Yeah, of the pasta is a G. <laughs> <laughs> that did not help at all. <laughs> it's you okay? In this case, it's not, but it's usually or like I've had it stuffed with like potato oh gnocchi yeah oh i've never heard of that before uh-huh. it's really good it's like my favorite i don't think gnocchi it. is a pasta what are you talking about totally it's a pasta i mean i've only had it like probably once or twice in my life i don't know i feel like i think of it as pasta maybe it's not i know no, it, it is it's in the pasta section of this recipe book <laughs> <laughs> so, i stand by it <laughs> as a pasta it sounds good yeah. Ah, it did sound good. It was gnocchi with, or ricotta gnocchi with tomato sauce. Was the recipe. And that's what it's done. Ricotta? Yeah. It's hard to make, I think. I don't think I've ever made it. Yeah, gnocchi seems difficult. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to move it on to, like, our song of the week? Yeah. Yes. And my song of the week was, um, I have never seen this movie, but it's, like, on my list. It's, um, I I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis. I've been, like, I saw it on, like, America's Got Talent one time someone sang it. And so I just, like, really like that song, and it's been stuck in my head all week. I also have never seen Les Mis. Me either. I guess we're not cultured. <laughs> I feel like I'd, like, I would like to read the book before I see it's based on a book yeah the book is like this it's like huge huge victor hugo 100 pages or something or more isn't the movie like super long too like three or four hours i think so yeah would make sense um my song okay i have like two songs of the week um one of them is called champagne supernova by oasis it's like an older song. It was just kind of like fun. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is called, it's like a little bit slower. It's called Jerusalem, New York, Berlin by Vampire Weekend. Are there commas in between? Yes. Interesting. I have never heard either of this song. Yeah. You should add them to the playlist. Um my song of the week is beethoven's ninth symphony (laughs) because that's what we're listening to in class right now but it's super interesting and like it's it's just um like first of all potentially the greatest symphony of all time but like so many people have tried to interpret what it means and it's people think that it is like like a call sort of for like liberal democracy basically because like in the context like beethoven was living where there was lots of like the french revolution had just happened and then like there was so basically there are all these like revolutions or movements across europe for like liberalism um but then a lot of them ended up collapsing back into like oligarchy or like aristocracy so like um but his ninth symphony is supposed to be like i don't know I guess a resistance to that and it's where like the ode to joy theme comes from 
like the the last movement of the symphony is like singing ode to joy but in its original language which was german but like if you translate it the lyrics are about like brotherhood and like we're all uniting together um and some people even say although it's hotly debated that um the word joy could be substituted for freedom so like ode to freedom and like global democracy so anyway it's super interesting the second yeah. movement is truly a bop i highly recommend <laughs> you could like really jam out to it so yeah <laughs> Great. What did you guys learn this week? So mine is from physics class. I learned about, we're learning about like um, waves and like electromagnetic waves and sound waves. Um, so what we learned about this week is like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like if you're like standing on the side of the road and like an ambulance is coming towards you, like from far away, um, it sounds like more higher pitched than when it passed is you when it's like driving away from you it sounds more lower pitched and the reason is because of something called like the doppler effect and so like as like if you're on one side it's because it's moving at a high frequency like high velocity the frequency has become like higher on that side because like they kind of get smushed together i guess the waves do and then the other side they kind of get like dragged out so i never really like knew that was a thing before i found that very interesting that's cool yeah, like I've heard of like the Doppler effect, I but I did not know what it meant. I remember like briefly learning about it in like high school physics, and I never really understood it. Like I don't, I don't like conceptually, but like I never really understood like how it works. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you understand how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's easier That's to matter. have like a picture of it or like a picture of like how the waves look when it's moving. Um, my thing that I learned this week was about how the fashion industry is horrible for the environment. So I kind of knew this, but then not really. And then like Earth Day happened and then I saw some stuff about it. And then I was like, I should do more research and be a responsible consumer. So here guys, I have some fun facts. Actually, they're not fun, they're unfortunate. I have some unfortunate facts. That I will now share with you. For example, um, the average water footprint for a kilo of cotton, which is equivalent to a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, is 10,000 to 20,000 liters. Um, so that's a lot of water. Also, so, um, so a lot of our clothes, sorry, um, a lot of our clothes are made of polyester. Um, which is like a plastic. Um, and so um, when you like wash your clothes in the washing machine, they released like um, tiny microplastic fibers into like the waterways. And so one wash load of polyester clothes can release 700,000 microplastic fibers into the environment. Um, and it's estimated that half a million tons of these microfibers end up in the sea each year. Um, also, this, this is from The Guardian to cite my sources. So anyway, wow. various things have happened. They like, the fashion industry um, emits more like carbon dioxide in the environment than like um, the aviation and shipping industry combined. But anyway, wow. so then I was like, okay, time for me to like find some websites or like some clothing places that like make sustainable clothes. Um, and also like use like more ethical practices when it comes to like paying your workers and stuff. And so one of the websites that I found, Reformation, if you go oh, and like click I know on Reformation. a piece of clothing. Yeah, they it'll really tell you clothes. like, it's very they do, but, but very also, pretty. <laughs> yes. What I've learned is that organic clothes or sustainable clothes are expensive. Um, yeah. But like, if you click on a thing, it'll tell you like how much, I guess, like, good quote unquote you're doing so for example like i am like clicked on this tank top and it um it says like um it saved 13 pounds of carbon dioxide 430 gallons of water and 1.2 pounds of waste wow so that's i don't really know cool. i feel like that's super cool and yeah. then when you like buy clothes you can like feel good about it yeah cool. i never had thought about like like clothes being that bad for the environment 
It's really interesting. Yeah. And I think that's like, like a, people. I think it's a very like common thing too, like that, like maybe acting like ethically in some way or like being able to be sustainable is a very like privileged thing. Or like also when you oh, think about sure. like people like who can buy like cage free eggs or like free range chicken or like stuff like that too. Like, I mean, the other stuff or like in or like be organic versus non organic. Like, a lot of that stuff is more expensive. So to be like an yeah. ethical consumer can mean like spending more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like the tank top that I'm talking about, like it looks like a tank top. It's a cute tank top and I'm sure it's very high quality, um, but it's $38. So like yeah. it definitely costs money to like, you know, make sure that like everyone who made the clothes is getting paid a fair wage and that sure. the clothes are coming from like organic like cotton and not like plastic and all of that jazz. Yeah. That's why I went to like an environmental um kind of justice uh meeting at U Chicago or whatever and they were also talking about like how it is like one of the things that we talk about a lot. Like also a lot of the like ways that we talk about being like environmentally conscious often has to do with like consuming things because that's like the narrative that's set up. It's like you have to be buying this water bottle or like using these metal straws that cost this much like money instead of kind of like mm -hmm. a lot of the time holding larger companies um, accountable for what they're doing yeah. for the environment. Well, because it's definitely like in terms of the environment at least like we can all as individuals like make changes in our lives to protect the environment so like recycling for example mm -hmm. you know or like composting or not buying clothes every two weeks um but at the end of the day that's not going to do anything yeah. substantial unless like large companies who are emitting like huge deals. huge portions of like CO2 into the environment yeah. are like gonna stop mm -hmm. you know yeah and they've taken advantage of like that narrative of like it's on us to do like x y and z rather than on like or like on us to hold them accountable or whatever or like on the government to hold or accountable um I don't really know what I learned this week I guess I learned like a mixed amount of stuff like I learned some bio and like I learned some chem but like not like super like fascinating I feel like chem stuff or like quantitative modeling stuff I guess like I can say I'm reading this book for my human class it's called the home and the world and it's set in India in like 1916-ish and it's actually I'm not a huge fan of like older books generally I like contemporary like fiction, but I'm actually enjoying it. And like, it's very like, it's also just like really rich in like a lot of philosophical ideas. I'm like Ooh. very interested in like what the role of like a woman is, like like the role of nationalism. Cause it also talks about this movement called the Swadeshi movement, which was like this movement um, in India to kind of consume or buy like Indian made things rather than like British. I mean, they were talking about a country that was still under British rule, um, but like British and also just like other European countries like and their goods, but it's very good. And there's like a lot of like philosophical talk and like also about like how we act as, or like how we're supposed to act as humans. Cause they have like, it's like set up as like a love triangle too which is interesting with like the one husband being like kind of this like more virtuous person or like someone who's like actually cares about like being a good person and like not hurting other people and then there's like the other guy that's like the wife is like attracted to but they haven't like had affair but they basically have like an emotional affair and he's much more like you have to take what you want in this world like like it's also set up in this conflict with the Swadeshi movement where um the one guy owns a market, the like husband, like the kind of like good one. And he's like, I'm not going to like stop people from selling foreign goods to here though, because like they're not my goods. And then there's the other guy who's like, you must be a tyrant 
to kind of like get any power or like fight for your country. So it's like an interesting thing. That's very, very deep in a lot of ways. That sounds really, interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting. But we're like um, reading um, like this one political philosopher, John Stuart Mill um, in class. And he like worked for the East India Company um, and was like, like pretty senior and like definitely like supported like British colonial rule over India. Um, and like thought that like as foreigners, they like could do better than like the Indian people could do for themselves. Um, but it's super interesting because he wrote these like, like really radical for the time um, like essays about like liberty and equality and like we're reading on the subjection of women which is all about how like he thinks that women should like be equal to men and like be able to have the same jobs that men have and be able to like have rights in marriage and own property and all of these like super radical things for the time but it's weird because simultaneously you have him like working for the East India Company and being like right it's fine we're better than them <laughs> Yeah. It all intersects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's our time. So, traveling, food and recipes, we've been, been there, done that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so bye. And we are posting our videos every Saturday. Tune in next week. <laughs>